0: You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960
1: The Fan.
2: Backland. uh Backlund. How do you put that one into words tonight? A uh, fun game. Uh That was a fun one for sure.
1: Tumble out a bit and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life.
2: Jump
1: in the shower and the blood starts
0: pumping out on the streets. The traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from 9 to 5.
2: 9 times.
0: Working what? 9 to 5.
1: What a
2: Can't pass, now Shellington scores! Nine to back. Nine. Shoot, Scores. Nine. It's a three-goal lead. Nine.
1: Madison
2: finds control again. His pass to Kentucky. Shoot,
0: and he scores! Yeah, nine even-strength goals.
2: Nine. With the Oilers just standing there looking at him. Nine. The Flames' top line continuing to be red hot. It's enough we were better than that. That's for sure. Nine. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Whew. Thanks to Dolly uh, for Not making girl. an appearance. Yeah, a girl. It's been a while. Uh, Dolly Parton with the, uh, yes, everybody. Uh, the nine to five was too on the nose, I guess, uh, as uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and everything exploded the other night. Nine five, the Flames beat the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, could have spent hours putting that uh, thing together because there was, uh, you know, there was all kinds of things in there that uh, you know there was just some saves. So, uh, there was a the, goal. goal post, I remember one uh, save. Yeah, big save uh, by Markstrom. Yeah, oddly enough. Uh, not a game that will be remembered for many saves. One was big by Jacob Markstrom. A crossbar early by Connor McDavid, which I thought I texted yeah. uh, our boy Moon. I said, uh, hat trick McDavid. I'm calling oh, it. Oh, you now. called it.
2: You had the wrong guy, though.
0: Because what time? That was a good two, three minutes in. They'd already obviously made it one nothing on the Broussard, uh, the Broussard tip. 32 seconds in. It's like, oh, boy. And then crossbar McDavid. It's like, this is going to be an absolute boat race. If they don't uh, nail things down, and and they managed to, and then the penalties started to come, the five straight power plays to the Edmonton Oilers. Now you were there in in body, if only in body. Nah, yeah, spirit. Um, what did you did you have a hard, Did you have a uh, problem with the officiating? Because some people were like, oh, it. it it compounds it when the Oilers score on every power play. You don't want any more power plays. Yeah, that plays, did seem but, to happen, too. But did you have a problem with the parade to the box there?
2: I mean, if, if you're the Flames, you don't want to be taking them. But, I mean, look, it's those guys draw penalties to not as many as they should. Our Oilers fans would argue they, they got a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. Like, no. I didn't, I mean, be, I didn't either. It was a nutso game in a really tense environment, and the place was upside down, and... You know, a lot of those aren't really debatable. When it goes over the glass, it goes over the glass.
0: Yeah, the good the, the Branson over the glass, penalty. Backland clipping McDavid, penalty. Uh, Toffoli hooking. Toffoli doesn't take many penalties. Manjapani, well, your stick was kind of in his, I don't know, high sticking. You, you got him in the beak. Matthew Kachuk. Uh, so was, what happened there? She's, uh, is Mike Smith? Is Mike Smith going to face any uh, discipline? No, no, he's not. I think he was a little sour that Matthew was poking at the puck on his pad and his blocker and Beautiful. glove when he clearly had it frozen. I think part of it was also that they were
2: being beaten
0: soundly in Calgary.
2: And that Matthew was chirping him after he scored on him. And Matthew
0: yeah. was chirping him after he scored. And it was his former team and, and, and. Uh, a lot and, of ants. And then uh, Kachuk with the, what do you got, one save? <laughs> Again, it was it was perfect. It was exactly what you wanted this game to be if you're a Flames fan. Not so much if you're an Euler fan, yeah, but no. even an Euler fan, the uh that sickness that you have thinking you gotta go to work today and see Flames fans in your office. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. And there's a good chance that the next time these two meet, it might be eight nine five the other way. Cause there was Crazy nothing- there was nothing about that game that screamed, Oh yeah, this we cause we saw this coming.
2: No, gosh, no. Especially Oilers are, with right? Oilers, sort of a, a renewed focus on play away from the puck, defensively a little tighter under Woodcroft. You knew Daryl would love to play a tight-to-the-vest game. Nope. Yeah. Hope he had the over. I, I didn't bet but any. I
0: didn't. Uh, 13 and get, a half. Gotta get could have over. got in at uh, 10 and a half, 11 and a half. Didn't, uh, didn't get That's in. A it's a, a lot, lot of goals. goals. It's a lot of goals. It's a lot of
2: goals. And so now you get Colorado tomorrow. Have fun with that. And they've, uh, they've been getting everyone's best game of late. They lost in overtime to Minnesota yesterday. They've, uh, the prior two meetings with Colorado, both very good games. I thought the, the, the most recent one, a 3 nothing shutout loss was closer than the score indicated. I thought the one before that, the Flames were full value for the road effort. I think the second half of a back-to-back, if I'm correct.
0: It's, it's kind of one of those things that, that I'll kind of reference from time to time. When you sit here and you focus on the Flames and it's you know, it's game day, it's off day, it's game day, it's off day kind of thing. You don't spend a lot of time necessarily looking around the league. And for a team like Colorado, you look at the stands like, go, oh, way ahead. They are, uh, they're really setting. This has not been the best month of their season. Now, it's still pretty good, mm-hmm. but it's been win one, lose one, lose one. They lost to, in overtime to the Flames. Bounced back 5-4 against the Islanders, then lost to the Devils, lost to the Canes. Mm. Beat the Flames 3-0 then beat the Kings, then beat the Sharks, then beat the Oilers. In overtime, good game there. In overtime, and then lost to Vancouver. That was, a, that was kind of a weird one. But yeah, it's...
2: Canucks tr- playing hard here. It's their,
0: their lives on the line right there. But very similar in that, even for the Flames, when you look at it, oh boy, they've lost two of three or whatever. Yeah, but pull back a little bit, the focus, and take a look on, on what they've been doing. Still an elite team. Still the team to beat in the West. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Vegas is gonna a, a big win on the weekend. I don't think that they're going to be uh the Vegas team that you feared maybe at the start of the season, knowing i mean what you had there
2: i careful no all well, if, if I'm you saying see is, them if if they're wild card one and you gotta play them, that could be an absolute nightmare, but in terms of like where they're at right now yes it's yeah. it's clearly not the group that um we thought would run away with the Pacific. They're missing a lot of important guys. Their number one netminers hurt. They can't get guys that are closing in on full health off of LTIR because of cap issues. It's not going well right now, but you don't want to see them in a best-of-seven series because guess what? They've been in lots of best-of-seven series and they've won lots of best-of-seven series in the last four years. What about what the, the team... Because
0: I know how the fans are going to feel. This is great. Finish first. Yep. And then as soon as your opponent is nailed down, then the nervous energy starts. Oh, God, is it Dallas again? Oh, geez. Because remember, it was a couple of years ago. Remember what Dallas did? Or it was St. Louis. Boy, they got that. You know, just won the cup not that long ago. Nashville. You want
2: Vegas, don't you? In a weird way? Not if they can activate everyone. I mean, if I knew more about Leonard, I, I mm-hmm. it seems very confusing what's going on. Like it's it's not clear. I should say, you know, Frank Saravalli reported a broken kneecap. Yeah. Leonard immediately jumped on Twitter, said you're wrong again. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's contentious. But how do you feel about Nashville?
0: I don't. Uh, I don't like Nashville. How do you feel I about? It? I love this. I like Nashville, maybe only because we might go on the road, or because you know maybe the hockey gods that smile on us when we go on the road or something. But
2: uh, that'd be nice.
0: But no, that, I guess that's the point I make. Nashville has 38 wins. The Flames have 40, and it's been one of the best seasons in franchise history for the Flames.
2: They're right there with them. Yeah, the Flames have played one fewer game, and they're only two wins ahead of. Na- like there is not a massive gap there, and that's likely what you're going to be looking at here. Is Someone from the Central in wild card one, you will get Colorado, will get wild card two. So that could be St. Louis, that could be Nashville, it could be Dallas. I don't know that Vegas can even get up to wild card one given uh, the number of games in hand everyone has on them. You're four games in hand, the Blues and Stars have on Vegas. How do they pass both those teams? No way. Now, do we like
0: the way that this is set up with the divisions and then the wild cards?
2: I do. And, I mean, I think it, it can have some really frustrating opening round matchups in terms of good teams against each other. But if you can't beat a team in round one, it's not like you deserve to win the cup anyway. Like, you're going to have to play the best teams at some point, and you get more regional rivalries. We're going to get more Battle of Albertas in theory. You're going to get more Florida Tampas. You're going to get more Boston Toronto's. You're going to, you know, get more St. Louis Chicago's in theory, yeah, LA I, Anaheim's. Like, th- th- that's good for the game. Like, if there's anything I'd change, it'd be the stupid three-point games. Like, make each game worth the same number of points well, and you get yeah. two or Like, I, the, For the playoff format, oh, you have to play a good team. Sorry. Well, guess what? It's a playoffs. And if you win, you get another good team. Yeah. Like, is it harder coming through the Central than the Pacific this year? Yeah. Is it tough in the Atlantic where you're probably going to have, like, Tampa Bay, Toronto in round one? Or maybe you have, like, Boston, Toronto in round Like, yeah, that's that's tough. It is.
0: And it won't be so much this year because you look at the East right now. All three teams in the Atlantic have 40 wins. All three teams in the Metro have 40 wins. Boston is a wild card team with 40 wins.
2: Yeah, Washington's the eight seed there. That's and then good, Washington uh, is,
0: uh, they've got 37. I just, so regardless of what happens, yeah, you're going to have a very good team in those two wild cards. I just hate seeing one of those teams inevitably.
2: Yeah, in like a, if in we have a two, Florida, in a if two three Florida spot, Tampa, let's say for example, Florida Tampa could be a, a wild card versus a division leader. That would suck. But again, like go reseed them one through eight. You're still gonna I say know. goodbye to good teams in the four or five.
0: Very good. Just to be a top two or three in your division and be out. I don't know. But you're right. It feels that everything is everything is really snugged up. And the other thing that, that we forgot
2: about too is like it helps teams because travel isn't as bad, right? Now, it's not perfect because the Atlantic Division's got Florida and then the rest is like Northeast States and Canada. Mm. But generally speaking, uh, nice to not have to go to Nashville if you went to Edmonton for a series instead, right? You think about wear and tear, the miles. I think about that O four 4 team and all the traveling they had to do. Detroit was in the West then, right? Yeah. You know, San Jose's not close. All the way out to Tampa across the... Leaping continent. Um, you did get the Vancouver in round one, but like this, if you're going to go, nice to not have to have a four hour flight five times in a series.
0: Be great for you. I've been thinking about it. Play Vegas. You could go to Vegas. Direct flight. Right? For me and you. I'm not sure if Sutter likes that because he's talked about Vegas being the team to beat all year long. You wouldn't want to face him, them in round one. He would tell you that.
2: Well, you seem to know your way around
0: there. You you wouldn't have a problem. Uh, God, I haven't been in so long. I'm due. I'm overdue. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Right? Well,
2: I hope you've been saving your American dollars there. That's no, my... No, no, no. my wife spent a bunch of
0: travel dollars to take the family to Winnipeg. That's money well spent.
2: Winnipeg, babe. I got okay. a buddy pass that expires. Let's go. You and I. Killing me. You want to go Vegas? Go matching onesies on the plane.
0: Hey, do You want, uh, you want to do a show?
2: Patty. Yeah. Like a show. Vegas we're, show. Yeah. All right. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go. Okay. Don't Do you one. recall the last time we did shows from Vegas, though? Morning shows? God, it might have been when I was my gap away from here. I remember y'all in Mexico. Oh, yeah. We did that, too. Yeah, the Vegas one was, uh, was a little mixed bag. There was, we had a sleep in. We had a little action on the toilet. We, we had a sleep in? or <laughs> I mean, the show. One of us had the a show. Yeah, no, the show was on t- yeah, the show was on the air, yeah. The old Peppermill run. <laughs> the old Peppermill.
0: You ever been to the Peppermill there, Dumas? Are you? Have you been to Vegas? You do the Vegas thing? I have not been to Vegas yet. No, I really need to go, though. Well, you can't come with us because you need to stay here and do the
2: show. I but otherwise, we'd true. love to take you. It'd be great to have you. Yeah, yeah. One of the old producers had a tough time with that one. He's like, yeah. well, you guys, you get to go on the. Well, yes, because your job, you have to run the board. Yeah, Don't take the board with us to Vegas. Can't
0: take the board. See, it's all
2: wired in. Yeah, it's really hard to move. Blame Jeff. That's yeah, what I would I'd, do. I'd probably would... Jeff's fault. Blame Jeff. Well, if you want to take vacation and come with it, I guess. Be like, yeah, I guess. Then, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, I don't know who somebody. we got running back behind me here. That's the thing. That's, yeah, no, you need to stay good here. Good point Sorry. by you, yeah.
0: No uh, No vacation time. Or, or get sick. Or die. Don't get sick or die. God okay, forbid. I mean, if you die, I don't know who's working tomorrow. Don't go dying. Why right? not to? And it's not so much just about, you know, me and what I'm going to have to do if we don't have a producer.
2: I mean, it sounds a lot like that, but. I mean, it is an issue,
0: right? Dumont, if Dumont dies today, who's doing the show to board? I don't know how to press those buttons. Last time I did, I was playing Chevy and Nasty Clips. Like, I don't know what that is. Do hell you
2: remember do. that morning? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> God, you were hot. You were so... Well, you know what it was? Is I could... Here's why I was hot. It's because nothing... If you be one thing if it said Chevy and Nasty show and I pressed it. It's like, no, it okay, oh, here's yeah. the uh, traffic. So I don't know. I dare say that behind the scenes, things were maybe being run a little shoddily
2: really but, here uh, Yeah, yeah no.
0: but yeah the uh, the producer showed up late for work one day so I went in behind the board I'm like hey it's been a long time but I used to pride myself no. you know what I had I I would I would run a tight board really yeah that's what you could it's a tight board that I would run took pride in it hit the post tight board no gaps let's go let's go so I got behind there, how tough could it be? You got some sliders and pots, you got your levels, get my levels right, mm-hmm, get your mm-hmm. cans on, uh, and then uh, start with the, uh, the, the, the touch screen, and uh, no good. I think we have audio of it. I, well, I wouldn't,
2: know, wouldn't know where to find it, hmm. unfortunately. That's a shame. Yeah, I would not want to hear you yeah. dropping F-bombs. It really is. Uh, Rick, I was crying. I remember I was laughing so hard, I was crying. Yeah, it was
0: so great. Rick Ball coming up with uh, yourself in Flames Talk. I feel for a guy like Rick who does all the games but then has to miss out on a night like
2: Saturday. I'm oh. sure he'd
0: enjoy it. And maybe he'd rather be a fan on a night like that. But I wonder if you're at the controls. No, I
2: think you're probably a your play-by-play guy. You want to do play-by-play.
0: You probably want to do it, right? I remember talking to Jim Hughes. It's like, Jim, you do all the biggest games. You're doing Stanley Cups. You're doing all of this. Don't you ever wish? I'm going to take, uh, was it, Game 7 Cups in the house? I'm going to take tonight off. I'm going to have about 19 beers and sit in the stands and be a fan. He's like, no, no, no. You no I'd rather call again. It's kind of what you work for is to, uh, to do the whole thing. Valid point. Yeah. I know what your answer would be. Got a bit of a tickle. I don't know if I can. But, Ryan, it's game seven. No, I try to do both. That's the problem. The team's gotten. Yeah, you would do. <laughs> if there's a guy that could do both. It would be you. Uh, we'll look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll get to your texts with a little what you want to talk about all on the way. Sportsnet 960, the fan. This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Rolling through Hour 3 here on your Monday. This show is brought to you by Gray Wolf Golf Course. The Panorama Mountain Resort Gray Wolf consistently annually voted BC's number one public golf course by Score Golf Magazine. She's a beauty clerky Graywolfgolf.com is their website. Go book your times. Check it out. Big 2022 golf season coming up. Thanks to our buddies out at uh, Grey Wolf for watch, being a
2: part of it. Watch for the Bears out there on the driving range, Dean. Get later into spring, they'll get up the mountain.
0: Brian Erlacher. Be... Is he like right. it out there? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Lovey Smith. Yeah. Jay Cutler. Or is he... Mr. Bisky. Hey, what, on. uh The next opponent for the Calgary Flames has... Uh-huh. We will turn the page from this Saturday night uh, masterpiece that went down massacre at, masterpiece something like that at the uh, at the dome. Next opponent, uh, buckle up! It's the Colorado Avalanche. These two teams have played each other uh, very well so far. This is this this feels as much as the uh, the Flames. T- you know, let's do get you make sure your skates are on tight and let's be ready for the Oilers. They have that same mentality when it comes to the Avalanche. They are the toast of the conference. Peter Baugh joins us, uh, Avalanche beat writer with the Athletic. Peter, man, I, I, you're traveling and doing a bunch of stuff this morning. We do appreciate you for getting in here. How are you?
1: I'm well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So, uh, how's the travel getting into? Because we've uh, we don't leave Canada. We we just stay. What's it like trying to get into the country? Are we living <laughs> yeah, in, right? in Are we friendly or how's it going?
1: Uh, oh, friendly so far. So far so good. I just uh, I I got through security here in Minnesota, so yeah. I'll uh, i I'm, he- I'm heading. Heading out shortly, and then we'll see how customs is on the Canada side. Right. But I, I don't anticipate too much trouble. All right. Well, you don't have any because
0: uh, I know you're from Colorado. You, you don't have any of those uh, candies or gummies in your
1: carry-on, do you? you gotta, wait till you get here. You can't bring <laughs> them It'll slow you
0: right down. Yeah, you get them when you get. That'll here.
1: slow me down. I think. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Perfect. Well, you uh, you
0: were there for a, a dandy yesterday. It gets to overtime. You hate overtime power plays. A, uh, a questionable call. I know that uh, Jared Bednar wasn't thrilled with it, but it gets to overtime. It goes four on three, and it didn't take long, as Kevin Fiala scored a power play goal to end it. But prior to that, seemed like a hell of a game. Wild beating the Avalanche 3-2, to two, but 42-29 uh, shots on net. Avalanche have to feel like they maybe deserved a better fate here, or is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think they, they feel like they played pretty well. I think they wanted to maybe get a little more traffic in front of the net. And I think that's where you kind of feel Gabriel Landeskog missing. I think that's an area where he thrives is in those kind of greasy areas right in front of the net. And they they maybe wanted a little bit more of a net presence to make life harder on Kim Talbot. But I think overall they thought they played pretty well. And if a few breaks had gone their way, there's a, a different result. Instead, it's obviously a the call at the end of regulation, which I didn't think was a terrible call, I think, Maybe the situation in the game is what made Bednar mad, or maybe he thought that Jost was kind of losing an edge when Eric Johnson touched him and that's why he fell, not because of the cross checks. So it was, uh, but clearly costly and and definitely why they lost the game. I mean, once you go to, if if you have a four on three power play for overtime with Kaprizov out there, it's going to be tough to stop.
2: So this will be the third time tomorrow night the Flames and Abs will play in the month of March. What have you made of the first two uh that you saw in Denver?
1: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, certainly after the first one especially, I was like this would be such a fun playoff series. Um, also, just uh pops a lot more in person than you realize, like watching on TV. He's just a really, really good player. I'm sure I don't need to tell you that. Um, but I, I, I think just two really, really good hockey teams, and we haven't seen. It's interesting because we've kind of seen neither of these teams at their best when they've played when they've played each other. I mean, Calgary was coming off a of back-to-back. The last time they played, Colorado's been kind of banged up with injuries. Lannecar, Gerard, Byram, all those guys are out. Colorado's main deadline edition can't even play yet because of immigration. It's our Terry Lackanen. Um and so it's it's been kind of these two really good tightly contested games where neither team has been at their best. And I think it's been, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to see him again, especially if Markstrom starts. Colorado hasn't seen him yet, so That's it should true. be a good time.
2: Yeah, what do you make of that? Are you, uh, the the uh, Avs twice getting Vladar rather than uh, the the number one netminder for the Flames.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, he's played well like, against the Avs. I mean, it wasn't like they they got a lot of shots and Vladar made a lot of stops so i mean i i think obviously life will be a little tougher against markstrom but maybe not all that much tougher considering how he played the last couple of games against colorado so i think it'll be fun though to see to see how they stack up with with him and that and then hopefully if the teams meet in the playoffs both are healthy and and fully ready to go and obviously there won't be like regular season back-to-backs holding one team back
0: Peter Baugh with the Athletic, our guest here on Sportsnet. It's not the first year that we've been able to enjoy Nazem Kadri, but it's been an unbelievable season for him. It's goals, it's points, it's career highs. 81 points in 63 games now, after a goal and an assist, and he got into a scrap in in Philly the other night. What's happened this year with with Kadri? Because it's not like he's elevated to a top line. Uh, he is of his 26 goals, eight of them are power play. He's got six-game winners. Where, where's the bump coming from? Because it doesn't look like uh, he's cherry-picking ice time or situational play.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. His, a lot of his, like, advanced metrics are a little better but pretty in line with how he's been in his time in Colorado. I think you're, you're seeing what, what Coach Jared Bednar says a lot is that he's doing all the little things on the defensive end, and he thinks that when Kadri does that, it all translates to the offensive side of the ice. And so he's doing the little things. He's winning battles defensively and, and playing that hard, hard-nosed player, as a hard-nosed player without crossing the line, which is when he's at his best. And I think you're seeing that this year. And he's, like you said, he's been excellent. And I think also his line mates have been, have been really good, and that's helped certainly. Valerian Nichushkin, who is currently on the top line with Landis Gaga, but he's been, been great with Kadri, Andre Barkovsky's had a, a lot of points this year, and then um, Kadri has gotten a chance on the top power play, which is certainly, if you're playing on the top power play with McCarmick and Brandon, you're going you're gonna to add a few points here and there.
2: Tell us about what Josh Manson's looked like as a member of the Avs since his arrival from Anaheim.
1: Yeah, he's certainly, like, there's a bit of an adjustment period, I think, and, like, you see plays where maybe, I know there was a turnover against... Uh, vancouver where it was he the abs played a little different than anaheim does and so he still seems to be adjusting to some of those things um he's shown a lot of things that they like but i think that they're hoping for a little bit more as the season goes on and they think they could potentially get that um and i mean really if if he's able to be consistent with consistent defensively and not turn the puck over which is easier said than done i think they'll He's certainly a physical presence that the lineup can use and benefit from.
2: Kale McCarr's got 24 goals. It would be something to see him get to 30. An incredible season he's put forth. How do you handicap his chances for the Norris? It's, it's a pretty stiff competition this year. Fox, Yossi, Hedman, and others.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's the frontrunner right now. Would you agree with that?
2: I, I Honestly, Yossi's been unreal for the last few weeks, but prior to that it felt yeah. like he, there were, I couldn't see anyone but Makar winning it, but Yossi's just been on an absolute tear for a month.
1: Yeah, so I think it's at this point it feels like it's kind of coming down to Makar or Yossi, I, and I'm curious how that'll play out. I think both, obviously, their counting stats have been unbelievable. Defensively, I haven't watched a ton of Yossi other than like when the abs have played. Um, them I've watched a little bit but he um, I know Makar's defensive numbers have been really good and he's now penalty killing and he's on the top penalty kill unit and stuff like that Um, and then the goals I'm curious if they finish in a similar range point wise if Makar's goals will maybe be the tiebreaker for some voters but I think obviously they've both been both had excellent years and it feels like it's probably those two in some order and then the rest of the pack where you have your headmans and your your foxes and I don't know about Ekblad before he was hurt was playing unbelievably so I don't know if he still maybe sneak into some ballots and honestly Devon Taves on the abs is maybe the most underrated defenseman in hockey he's so good and he makes the team go in a lot of ways and I think he definitely will appear on a few Norris ballots on the down ballot side, like fourth, fifth place votes.
0: That Devontae's trade, and then subsequent oh, signing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the unbelievable work by Joe Sackick, It's it's one of the, and I don't think we pay any attention. It's an absolute fleecing that they get to give up a, a couple of picks to get this guy, and then a four-year deal at four point one. He's got two more years. That was, uh, I mean, ski mask and handguns from Joe Sackick on this uh, Devontae's <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you look at that and then you look at the Matt Duchesne trade, between those two deals, they got, I mean, pr- half their decor went healthy. Gerard came over in the Duchesne trade. They got the pick that's Byram in the Duchesne trade. They got Taves. Um, they just got a lot, of, a lot of stuff in the in those two deals without, and pretty much all they gave up was half a year of Matt Duchesne and two second-round picks.
0: Yeah, that's decent. If uh, if you want to keep keep score at home, I wanted to ask you about Nathan McKinnon. He's 26 years of age, and I, I think if you just very quickly take a look, you don't see his name at the top of the of the scoring because he missed some time. But in terms of points per game, he is still right there. He does it all. It was not that long ago we saw the outburst that he had on the on the bench with uh, with Jared Bednar. He's a more mature guy now. Uh, now I know he he fought yesterday. He does everything for this team and he's making 6.3 million he's got a huge payday but have you seen that similarly I mean you're close to it you're there on a daily basis what's been with McKinnon in terms of that maturation is that a fair comment that he has in the last uh, couple of years
1: I would say so I mean I think I wasn't there when I wasn't covering the team when he had the outburst on the bench but just from talking to people in the sense I get is that he's he's grown up a little bit and he's talked about even like seeing a sports psychi- a psychologist and, and stuff like that, that has, has really helped him. And, um, and I think you can just see in the way you carry himself now, he still has quite an edge. He's still one of the most competitive human beings on the face of this earth. Like he still is going to lose his cool every once in a while, but he, I, I think, your assessment that he's matured a little bit is is definitely accurate. But
0: that's what makes him so great is because he does care and he does have that bite, uh, right? I, I I have no problem with it. I would love to see a guy who's, in many ways, could be would be the captain of most teams that he's on, it were it not for Landeskog. But it's that bite that does make him uh, make him special. Last one for me, just looking at where the Avalanche are, it feels like there's a lot of teams. That get up to play the Avalanche right now. Vancouver, that three-one game going back to last week, they were ready. I'm guessing Minnesota, they dialed things up. Edmonton, that game last Monday, was a dynamite game. The Oilers were certainly ready. It's happening a lot right now, where uh, where teams are prepared. They're they've packed their lunch and their work boots to take on the Avalanche lately.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a good assessment, and I think it's one that Edner's talked to the team about how like every game is. they play a lot of teams down the stretch that are like the, the Vancouver's the Winnipeg's that are like Edmonton's that are like fighting for their playoff lives pretty much. So he's there's, they're going to have a lot of kind of playoff style games. then the teams that they play that aren't that good, like Philadelphia, it's like those are the teams who are playing with nothing to lose. And maybe that can go, that can go (laughs) different ways. Sometimes they, they're, they're just mailing it in, but sometimes they're, they're playing really well. And honestly, like, the Edmonton game was fascinating because I just couldn't help thinking if if Edmonton had that level of goaltending for 82 games, like, they'd be really, really good, but they just haven't had it. But Mike Smith played really well against Colorado, and uh, that was, I think, the reason that game was close.
0: La- I, I said that was the last one. It's just more now with Landis What is the timetable on him? We know that there are teams that uh, that have players that are injured and then they come back in time for the playoffs. What is his uh, time frame?
1: yeah well, Colorado is not using l t i r right now, so they can bring him back at any time, same with Samuel Gerard, yeah, and I think both are on track to return before the playoffs. I think Gerard is if I'm not mistaken, he might be set to start skating soon um and progressing back from that his injury. they expected that would be about a four week absence, and I think that I think that was like a week and a half two weeks ago that they said that, so he's probably from what the last I've heard, he's still kind of on that timeline. Landis Gagas. Um, I think Joe Sackick said at one of his press conferences recently they hoped that he'd be back, like, maybe for the last few games of the regular season. And then other injuries. Uh, Bowen Byram is, is on the mend. He he could be coming back in the somewhat near future. And then Lekanen, they're still waiting for him to to clear immigration. And I think right. those are... Those are the players they're missing. I, I might be forgetting one, but it, those are the ones I'm thinking of off the top of my head.
0: So just to guess, Lekkonen, uh, an option for tomorrow, do you think, or have you heard anything otherwise?
1: Well, it's, it's so weird. It's such a strange situation. So he actually couldn't be – he was not allowed to travel to Calgary with the team. He's not allowed to go leave the U.S. with the team until he clears immigration. Yeah. So he's actually – last I checked, back in Denver – but if he's cleared by tomorrow, he can come back and, and play in the game. And he's been allowed to skate with the team when they've been in uh, in the U.S. So he's certainly, like, ready to play and, like, knows kind of the systems and stuff. But, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to, hard to predict with that.
0: Peter, we'll let you run, man. Appreciate it. Safe travels. We'll see you here tomorrow.
1: Yeah, take care. Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate you. There's Peter Baugh, theathletic.com is uh, is covering the avalanche has a good one yesterday uh put together a bunch of uh different thoughts news and notes they lose to the wild in overtime but uh i mean when, when the avalanche are off i mean how, how bad are they i mean you're still talking about a a dynamite team and as daryl uh, sutter will tell you if you're a uh, if you're a wild card team and you have to play the Colorado Avalanche are round number one, it'll be a waste of eight days. It's a waste of eight days. Eight days in jet fuel. Just absolutely uh, wasting your time. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, Josh Manson, Lekkonen, Nico Sturm, all new faces mm-hmm. that, uh, that they have brought in.
2: Cogliano's interesting, out. Yeah. I'd kind of forgotten he was still floating around. Yeah. Guy can, he, guy can he won't sky. be shriveling up under the spotlight of the playoffs. That's a guy that's been through it all. Spent their first, spent their second, spent their fourth. They
0: are all in, yeah. as they should be. Well,
2: and it's one of the last few years of Cheap McKinnon. You, you better be all in at this point. This is your best chance to win. For you got to back up a Brinks truck, Darcy Kemper's deal's up at the end of the year. They did extend Franco's on a low-money deal, but that feels like half of a platoon. What's yeah. the other half going to be? Manson's up. Murray's up. Jack Johnson's up.
0: We have spent time here in Calgary telling Burkowski. you... Telling you about uh, d pairings and chemistry between defensemen. Spend some time. I'm guessing tomorrow watching Devon Taves and Kale McCarr.
2: Probably the best pair in the league. And McCarr is the
0: one that you, you're just kind of gravitated to, but it tells you how high end he is when Devon Taves is still. You watch him; he's very highly skilled guy. Those two can move it and mm-hmm. skate, and in no, I mean in no small part that offense runs through those two guys.
2: Yeah, it reminds me a bit of the the Slavin and Hamilton pair that Carolina had for a while. Like, you got guys that are just superb at opposite ends playing together that really complement each other nicely. Yeah.
0: I was surprised. Knew that, that Taves was a, even going back to the Islanders, oh, that guy's a pretty good player. And then you wondered, okay, they're going to trade him. It,
2: it felt like. What does Lou know here? Lou's not dumb. Yeah, Lou had a lot of vets that he had to pay. Lou lost that deal. Yeah, not not even close. Yeah. I mean, that's the same price as what? The Oilers paid for Athanasiu for like 12 games? Oof. Or would they pay for Kulak? Yeah. Right? An expiring Kulak. I guess
0: Taves he's signed since. but and No, team, but he was 4- team
2: control. It wasn't like he was a U. Was
0: 4.1 million. That's decent. Yeah, the, not bad. Let's do some What You Want to Talk About. It brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Your experts in automatic door service, repairs and replacements. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. So what, so what, so what
2: you want? Jogging boat. So what, so what, so what you want? Jogging boat. So what, so what, so what you want? Jogging boat. So what, so what, so what you want? So what, so what you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makar uh-huh. is just stupid good. He's really good. Ridiculous, it says.
2: Yes. No, that's, that's fair.
0: It's a, it's a wonderful thing for the game right now. And I guess no matter when you go back, whatever era you were in, you looked around and it's like, man, we've got some good players. But we've talked about it for so long here. You look at the, the next decade of the Norris. Yeah, What kind of players are you going to have winning? And someone's losing. Every year one of these guys mm-hmm. is winning. There's somebody that's just as good not winning a Norris.
2: Fox and Makar, you can just keep on the ballot for the next 10 years? Yeah. And then we'll rotate everyone else through? Mm-hmm. Whew. Like you'll see your Makar's not winning this year. That's crazy, yeah. And, and <laughs> Hedman's have a, a really good year again. Yeah.
0: I wish someone would Will Smith slap Pinder.
2: That got awkward last night. Did it. Were you watching did that live or did you watch all the, the no, social stuff after? I got the uh the yell from
0: Why yo? what are you doing? What do you gotta check? It's Will Smith with the So yeah, and luckily you can uh you can catch up in a hurry on the oh, old uh Twittergram boy. there and uh that yeah, yeah. was awkward. And then he won. <laughs> and then uh yeah. He's a vessel for love. That's what he yep. wants to be. When you're in love, you can do some crazy things. Uh, I'm just just deep deep uh, deep
2: dive into that character. He just became King Richard. Method acting. Yeah, great.
0: Um, Drafting Devon Taves is going to single handedly win me my league fantasy uh, draft. Got him in the 16th round.
2: Well done. Good for you. Well
0: done. Uh, Makar, best Brooks Bandit ever. Yeah, probably. At this moment, I mean, it's I, that, that's if
2: there's anyone close, that's a hell of a player. Was, was Joe Colburn Bernard Brooks banned? Uh, he I mean, was a Canmore, oh, code. Well,
0: yeah. Same thing. Um,
2: Glenn Cross was a bandit.
0: I'm just tuning in. I'm sure you've talked about it all morning, but holy crap, Johnny Gaudreau is good. Yes, yes, he's all Five <laughs> helpers. Right. Yeah. yeah. I thought the Zad Dog and Gutty were the best pair in the league. Well, Gutty's good. I mean, the best third pair in the league. Yeah. It, you know. It's good to have
2: Gutty. It's the best 500-pound pair yeah. in the league.
0: Well, Zaddog's got to know that even though Leon's a big dude, he's going to beat you wide if you don't pay attention. Cause that's a couple times. Wasn't it the first game of the year and Poole went wide on him like that? Zaddog. I'm going to have to... Uh... <laughs> hey, boys. Met Pinder at the game Saturday. I have two takeaways. Uh, oh boy. I was in awe of the size of John Bender. Also, Pinder's hair, how is it real? <laughs>
2: It was getting big by the end. It's alive, yeah. It's it's a living organism. Yeah, it's it its moves own thing. It changes. I had a rough day Friday with the yeah. hair at the game. Really, disappointed. I know it's a bad performance. Your, your boys weren't happy with me. It's fine. I
0: know your liver has its own Twitter account. I'm surprised right. your hair doesn't have its own Twitter yet. Has there been any thought to trying twenty three on the wing and nothing to lose?
2: No, I think you uh, might see it. I don't know. I mean, it's he's a fourth-line player at this point if he's in the lineup. so we'll bring And whatever. we can talk
0: about it tomorrow. How do you get him back in?
2: Yeah, Daryl used the word reset on the weekend in terms of where he was at with Monaghan. He needs a reset. It's like, that's a word. I don't know what that means, but um, I think what you want is someone that's functional, that can be one of your 12 best forwards at some point here. At this point, he ain't. And, uh, you know, Carpenter's in for a reason. I didn't
0: think he was... Even all that noticeable the other night. No,
2: that was a, spe- a lot of special teams and a high flying. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm curious how and when he gets in, but he will get in, and you hope that he's, you hope that he's better when he gets in. Like I've said, this it's it's easy to point fingers, it does no one any good for him to struggle. The team, him, everybody is better off if he can come back in and play well.
2: Uh, hey guys, did you see Shillington on Saturday? He fell down, but oh, it was know, after he scored. So what do we do? You bench him or not? Who's that? That's remember the guy that texted them a week ago. I know you got to bench Shillington because he falls too much. Yeah, there's some. It feels like
0: there's in spite of everything else that he does well, there's a uh, problem
2: with some wheels issue.
0: Some people have a problem with him falling down. Yeah, apparently. I'm going to let him fall down. I'm okay with it.
2: Like this, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You want
0: to fall down after you score a big goal? I'm fine with that. I'm
2: all right with it. Rasmus had the big fall after his goal Friday. That was pretty
0: good. And then almost scored again uh, Saturday playing well Rasmus has been tremendous as of late because I know for a while we talked about him he's gonna have to
1: uh,
0: last year tough year last year tough year started this year wasn't great is it the new dough is it the new responsibility Geo gone your top pairing guy And now it's real good It's been all right been just fine and
2: that top pair will make uh, Darnell nurse money for the next two years both of them combined that's okay that'll work Boomer,
0: get out the tinfoil hats. Here's the uh, here's a theory. Mm. I believe Sutter and Treliving brought in additional Swedes for the team, not only because of skill and relationships, but also because they can communicate in Swedish during the game. It's
2: like code for their on-ice communication. Whoa. So you think that they're, they're like talking in the, in the Swede language? They're talking Swede to each other? First flash the Burper
0: shirt. Hurricane, instead of Hurricane Scores.
2: It's not fair. And the Swedes did it again. When they start playing them all at the same time, I'll buy into that a little more. Yeah. You could do that. You could start a lineup, right? Yeah. Marsha Manette. I think Zad dog needs another
0: I- iOS update. IOS update. He's starting to glitch again. He's alright. He needs a reset.
2: That's probably not the best matchup for him, that team. No. You'd love a Minnesota series, how right? Does,
0: how does and I know because people will have fun with oh, I use five, minus five or minus four out a hat trick. How does Leon not have a nickname? I was thinking about this, like how is he not the bull or the mule or the mm, Doctor the, the, the donkey or something like? Because he's a absolute, he's a moose, like something like that. If uh, if Detroit can have the mule, then they got to figure out something because he is an absolute beast. You know what he has? He has trunks. His trunk is incredibly strong. Yeah,
2: and he can't defend worth a lick, but he's going to be chasing Art Ross's every year. It's wild. Like, he's the most high-event player in the league, I bet. In terms of, like, on the ice, goals at both ends. Like, the rate per minute.
0: Is he that shoddy defensively? Yes, he is.
2: Okay. It's not good. No. And it's worse since they separated him from Mm McJay, but yeah, yeah.
0: Pinder could work for the Leafs. Their color guy sounds drunk all the time. Is it the color guy, or the play-by-play guy? Oh, I don't the, know. I think well, warm the kind of conversation. Of judges, uh, yeah, if, I mean, you could. Pull yeah, what off. was that? I mean, yeah, it was Rick, the color guy, Rick Raff. Rick Roll? Uh What? What was the bet about Kachuk scoring thirty goals this season? will Nault and a flames fan had. did they have a little uh
2: well will's lost the bet if you didn't think it I was going to say 30. I feel probably will would have taken the uh, the he, under on the third he was taking a lot of unders on this team I'll yeah. give him credit though give uh, ate some crow earlier in the month and said these guys are legit well thanks
0: second best season of franchise history uh, this team has actually uh, come quite come around' I'm, I'm having fun with Bill. I think there were a lot of people. We all. No, it's. No hey, no, one, there's,
2: there's history here. The resumes are not perfect. You, there's good reason to, to have concern about this team before the season started.
0: And it's not as though the switch was flipped the minute Sutter showed up last year. No.
2: I mean, there were some hints of some things, but the record wasn't that much better. I think they were like, what, a game under 500 or something? My youngest son is pissed at me because I mm. took him to the Buffalo game.
0: I took his brother to the Oilers game Saturday. Yeah, that's. Um, Two different outcomes. I mean, one was a win, one was a loss. And about 100 goals differential. Other than that, suck it up, sweetheart. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Friendship Tuesday. We'll have our NHL Can't insider, wait. Stephen Brunt. Did you see him on the TV yesterday wearing his big, long Sportsnet coat? Out at, uh, it was those- chilly out there. It breezy,
2: was. too. Those flags were standing the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, and Adnan Burke. Booze would have kept you
0: warm, though. Adnan and Burke was going off on the old Twitter yesterday. What? Will Smith. That's right. Uh oh. Well, because he's a cinephile. This is big one of the biggest nights of his uh, of his year. Oh,
2: for sure. Adnan yeah. getting into uh, the Oscars. Are you kidding last me? Night. Yeah, absolutely. That's and was wheelhouse.
0: not a fan of the Best Picture uh, winner. Did not feel like Coda deserved it. So he'll be hot. Maybe he'll. Hopefully, he'll be calmed down by tomorrow.
2: Yeah. We and you know what? We got to go. F- Full bore Oscars with him, and then our next chat with yeah. him. Believe it or not, we will have opening day conversations. He was a little that close. He
0: was a little rammy, as you would say. Rammy. He was a little rammy. Little he was, oh yeah, he was, a little that dog. He did a little soup from. Settle he was him wound down. Up. Have some gravy uh the uh, what you want to talk about is brought to you by calgary lock and safe do you own a pharmacy find out how calgary lock and safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates visit calgarylockandsafe.com pinder rick ball coming up sportsnet 960 the fan